0: no Better way to get better at football than playing football. So, like, you know. Taylor's gonna finish it. I've always been confident in my abilities.
1: I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there, and I always believe in myself that I'm gonna get open and, and make the
0: play if they throw me the ball. The third, right, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it. Oh, what a
1: hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo, yo. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Twitter handle is at the Colts cast. Instagram is at Colts cast. We got our YouTube up. Go check us out on there. 1080p, baby. Let's get it. We're live. We're live. We are excited to announce that we have joined the Pigskin Podcast Network, a network dedicated to college and pro football. We're still going to be delivering you guys, you know, the prime Indianapolis Colts content the way we want it. So it's going to be great, but we, we've officially partnered with them. So it, it's it's been a ride. It's been fun. But let's talk about some Colts. The Indianapolis Colts are in the midst of a grand search to find their next head coach. They've been very busy in that effort. We've interviewed about seven candidates so far. I don't think we're including Jeff Saturday in there.
0: Um, Jamal, who who do you want to start out with? Oh man, man, oh man. It um, a lot. There has been a lot. I mean, it's like it's like hot cakes, I man. Every time I turn my head, we've we've interviewed this person. We've interviewed this person. So let's just start with uh Aaron Glenn, defense coordinator from the from the Lions. Uh not I don't have a lot to say about him. I, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of these coaches I don't have a whole lot to say about because I don't really know any of them. Um, I feel like this is one of the first years where, and and again, I know I'm just a little more biased because we haven't had to have a coach in five years, but I'm actually paying attention to names. And I'm like, man, none of these names really ring a bell. Usually you always hear about one or two, like, you know, decent coaches or should say decent coaches, but well-known coaches who are trying to get back into the game. Uh, but Aaron Glenn, defense coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Mm, the only thing I'd say about him is not positive. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, their defense ranked dead last in NFL last year or excuse me, this year, giving up 392 yards a game. That's not what I want. That that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Hundred percent. There's
1: what I want. uh yeah, there's not much to like here. Um, I mean, he's a defensive defensive backs coach for a few other teams, but yeah, he's struggled with the Lions mm-hmm. so far. Um, over the last two years, uh, especially this year, yeah. like a lot of just daily fantasy football enthusiasts, they they specifically target Lions games because they know. They know that opposing team, whoever they're playing, is going to rack up some, points, <laughs> going to rack up some yards, going to rack up some touchdowns for them. Uh, they're giving up, you know, twenty five point one points per game. That's bottom five in the NFL. Not great. Uh, it's bad. I I don't want to blame, you know, it all on Aaron Glenn. I feel like they don't have a lot of talent on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Okuda, he's still trying to find his way. They they drafted him like top three, I think. Uh, a few years ago, uh, they just drafted Aiden Hutchinson. He's played well, you know, for his rookie season. But they get smoked by mobile quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, just just anybody with some top some top tier mobility. They they get smoked by. I'm not really enthusiastic with the idea of hiring him. But like I've said before, anyone's better than Jeff Saturday. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to Raheem Morris. Hmm. DC for the Rams? DC for the Rams. He's been there for two years, which means he was there when the Rams won the Super Bowl a year ago, coordinating that phenomenal defense. Mm-hmm. He also won one with Tampa Bay in 2002 season. Think back with John Gurdon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was part of that defensive staff. He's been around. He's got a lot of experience in different roles, mainly defensive backs. That's good. Uh, but he's worked with wide receivers with the Falcons, he's been an assistant head coach, pass game coordinator um uh, even head coach uh short stint with tampa bay uh didn't go that well but uh what that really means to us is he has a lot of experience on both sides of the ball uh what really sticks out to me is that defense from 2021 you know he did have a cheat code in aaron donald to work with we we don't have an aaron donald i mean we have a deforest buckner he's up there you know you, you could argue same tier, but aaron donald different different type of monster um uh, those boys were pressuring quarterbacks at a crazy rate. Uh, he also had Jalen Ramsey, one of the best corners in 2021, believe it or not. Uh, I know there's a lot of Ramsey haters, but Jalen Ramsey, is, he, he's a different beast at that cornerback position, especially with his physique and just just all-around physical nature. Uh, defense was solid in 2021. Felt like they took a step back this year, um, it, especially in the sack department. I think Aaron Donald missing six games with injuries probably probably says a lot to that puts a damper on that total but raheem Morris, see i i, I want to be honest real quick you know before we start talking about you know him and the rest of the candidates like we were talking about it earlier we want an offensive offensive mining coach we, we've been talking about this but i don't think there's any you know i don't know if there's any true evidence that you have to have one to be successful in the nfl you know, I won't be mad if we hire a defensive coordinator. I'll be happy if it's the right one or a defensive-minded coach. Uh, you know, there's been plenty of successful geniuses with the defensive mind. We're, we're talking Bill Belichick, arguably the best head coach of all time. Bill Parcells, Bill Cowher, a lot of Bills, a lot of Bills, big Fangio. You know, defensive consultant now for the Eagles, despite what you think about Tony Dungy. He, he was a defensive-minded coach. Uh, you know, I – I just want to preface the, uh, all that to say, you know, we want one just because our offense is struggling. You know, we want to develop a young QB, things like that.
0: But we, we have to look at the entire picture. But, yeah, Raheem
1: Morris, Jamal, what you think?
0: Yeah, no, just to piggyback exactly off of what you just said right there, I, of course, you know, I, I'd be the first person to say I'm not biased if I said I really want a offensive-minded coach. But if the defense of – or if it's a defense minded coach and he's willing to – Make it shake and get that offensive-minded, true offensive coordinator or whatever we need. Then yeah, yep. sure, I'm I'm all I'm all game for a you know defensive-minded guy to run the table because, like you said, I I I mean you can't help but shake whenever you hear Belichick's name, uh, get mentioned because we sit, we saw what he's done. Uh, Raheem Morris, but going back to like you said, small stint with the Bucks twenty or two thousand nine to twenty eleven, and then was also the interim head coach for the Falcons in twenty twenty. Um, the only thing that scares me man and again that this is not indicative of an entire career however he did go 21 and 38 over his head coaching tenure um not every not every head coach is gonna be 500 we all we all know that or above 500 but that also scares me a little bit because I like to think that maybe he feels more comfortable in the uh, coordinator's role or you know or a position role more than he does the head coaching spot so maybe that's more of his style. Um, again, I think that this could be someone where if you get the right pieces to the puzzle and you let other people kind of assume the responsibility and you still have your hand in the pot as a DC, you know, you could be a defensive play caller just because you're the head coach doesn't mean you have to be the offensive play caller. So he could still technically have the role of the head coach, but then share responsibilities with the defensive uh, coordinator. Um, so I don't think that he doesn't scare me a whole lot. Um, he doesn't scare me a whole lot. His record scares me, but again, I don't know the Bucks lineup from two thousand nine, two thousand eleven. I don't know what they were going through. Falcons twenty twenty. Typically, if you're coming as an interim head coach, you're coming into a a bad situation as it is. So it's kind of hard to to fault him for that. But exactly. I yeah, on paper though, I don't I don't mind him, especially with that Rams defense from last year, because we can't forget that. We can't forget that. And he's been around some good coaches um, throughout his career. So I'm, he has a lot of experience. Yeah. Something we're not used to. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Shane Steichen. Steichen. It could be pronounced Stechen, but we're going to go with Steichen. Eagles offensive coordinator for the last two years. Can't argue with the success of the mm-hmm. Eagles' offense this year, even though the Colts basically shut that down. Yeah. <laughs> Props to Gus, Gus Bradley for that and our players. But top three scoring offense in the NFL, 28.1 points per game this year. Jalen Hurts having an MVP-type season. stichen is the play, he's the play caller down in Philadelphia. Uh, he, he picked up those duties this year. Uh, he, he's been... He's been doing that for the entirety of the season, and it's paid dividends. Look at them, first-round buy. Uh, So the Sirianni-Steichen combo is great. And then the Eagles are just an all-around great team. So we would be pulling him from a great situation, um, give him a young QB to work with over the next few years, maximize their strengths in specific schemes. I don't know. Let's go, baby. I It, it sounds good to
0: me. Right, Jamal? Not going to lie. It does sound good to me as well. I mean, he has a ton. He has a ton of weapons around him in Philly right now. We all know that. But I mean, when we look at that twenty eight point one points a game. Number one seed in the NFL. I mean, that's that speaks volumes. We look at Doug Peterson. I mean, we, we see it. He he left the Eagles with the you know, stacks when he while he was there in his 10 years, pretty much stacked. Then he goes to Jacksonville and he turned the season around. They started off terrible and they they turned it around. Should we talk? Man, you know know what's so crazy? I went to bed at (laughs) halftime and I'm so mad. It was 27 to zero and I I I went ahead and I locked a little bet in there, whatever bet responsibly. Um, But I locked the bet in there and (laughs) then I went to bed and I said, well, I guess I probably won't win my money back because I locked the um, Jaguars spread. And I woke up at midnight and I said, sweet Jesus, what happened? <laughs> I was so happy, but I was so mad I missed it. So unfortunately, I didn't get to watch that.
1: Yeah, that was a wow. I, I knew they were gonna come back. They started just pulling away in the second half and third quarter. I was like, Yep. Brandon Staley's gonna gonna fumble this game. And <laughs> he did exactly that. But I mean, you're just you're talking about betting. Let let's talk about it real quick. Because the NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for Wild Card Round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can just bet $5. Just need $5, and you get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the Wild Card Round this weekend. This weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to ten dollars. Action show good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? I wish we could bet for the Colts, man. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be biased. Lying. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, let's get—we're winning every game. Ah, uh, <laughs> that would—that would be something I really like. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet five dollars on the NFL and get two hundred and free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code tppn minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details so yes shane steichen steichen i can't i can't get that name right i'm i'm pretty high on him Uh, i don't know if he's pretty high on us he'd be coming into a rough situation but it's a head coaching position that's the most you know sought after position in the nfl i would have to say there's only 32 of them i Again, I'm gonna keep saying this after every candidate. Any candidate is better than Jeff Saturday. I don't want to kill Jeff Saturday, but uh, sounds like it. <laughs> well, let's just talk about Jeff Saturday real quick as All a candidate. Right. Yeah. You know, went what one and six, one and seven Correct. in his tenure with the Colts. Um had some questionable calls in some games, but then some games we were like, okay, that's fine. You know, he doesn't like to use timeouts, it seems like. <laughs> um he got put in a bad situation. I I won't lie, but he was put in there as an interim head coach. It was kind of just like a trial period. And if we went along with my theory, it was to tank the Colts into a nice draft position. So now we need a real head coach to come in with some real experience. Like he, Jeff Saturday has been a player. He's been a part of a Super Bowl team, but he, hasn't, he doesn't have the experience these guys we're talking about have. He just doesn't. And you got to get that experience before you become a real head coach, in my opinion. Plus, if you, if you retain him, make him the head coach, the optics just look really bad for the Colts. It, it's going to be a bad spot for other, for, for like imagine him hiring an OC. Like what is he, he going to bring to the table and say, this is, this is why I want you here. This is why you should come here. <laughs> like what? What do you have? Like what can Jeff Saturday really say right now?
0: There are no selling points for him.
1: Exactly, and it's it. It would just be an unattractive spot for for plenty of coaches. Plenty of uh, we're not even just talking about coordinators. There are other positional staffs on there. What happens to our current staff right now when they see him get put back on that same position? Does Reggie Wayne stay on? Does I mean it, it, we could go down a list of scenarios that could happen, but it just looks bad and especially if the Colts don't perform next year, I mean, Jeff Saturday is going to be the, the bullseye. He, he, he's going to be the scapegoat, and we're just going to go down that same path again. Like, Do you trust Jeff Saturday in developing our our next QB that we hopefully draft? I don't know. What do you think, Jamal?
0: Yeah, no, you're 100% right, and and not only so much what you're saying of, Will Reggie Wayne want to be there? Will Gus Bradley want to be there? Will Jeff Saturday want to keep them there? I mean, he, he's already said that, you know, he has a staff in mind that he that he would want. So what's to say that he wouldn't get rid of all of them? And like you said, I mean, what selling point are you going to use? Hey, I just cleaned. How are we going to make this a good old boys club where he tries to bring back the 0, 06, 07 Colts, you know, have them all <laughs> together coaching again? Like, no, no, that's not going to work. We all know that. I just don't know the – I don't know his reasoning – uh, or his leg up besides what Ballard said that he's already been in the building he knows the system he's already been working with the team for the past couple of years but if i don't you know if i recall correctly didn't he say during his um his wool compressor that he would basically walk away yes if, if he lost and, but he then if, now yep. yeah yeah now he wants if, to be if here if it wasn't for him or yeah. like you know <laughs> yeah. if
1: it doesn't work out he will gladly walk away from this yeah but I think he's gotten into it and he's like, yeah, oh, I mean, this itch. is a lucrative job. I I mm-hmm. want to keep it. I I can understand that he's he's walking back on those words. But I, I I guess if I was
0: in that situation, I'd be doing the same thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I definitely would as well. I, I just don't know that if I'm the GM in a Chris Ballard, am I going to allow Jim Irsay to do that, especially when I know that? My head's already on chopping block. I I I am not in position to I would do everything in my power to say we can't make this move. We cannot make this move. So but he likes
1: he likes Jeff Saturday. I know. So weird. There's rumblings that because it, it looks like the next guy we're gonna talk about is Ben Johnson. But I just want to give an update on Ben Johnson for you guys who already know about ben johnson a little bit but he's in the lead supposedly there's a report he's in the lead for the panthers head coaching job and the colts might stick with jeff saturday as their permanent head coach according to jonathan jones of cbs so we <laughs> i mean not nothing <laughs> Jamal's okay nothing nothing is firm and true until it actually happens but the the, the reports are there um let, let, let's talk about ben johnson uh Offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Previously worked with the Miami Dolphins as a wide receiver coach. Uh, I would have to say he's been pretty successful with the Lions, uh, despite how bad their defense has been. Their their offense has has been rolling at times, 26.6 points per game this season. That's what Jared Goff has their quarterback. Uh, I think we all knew how we felt about Jared Goff entering the 2022 season. Even last season, they they knew what he was there for uh even the Lions said an elite quarterback isn't necessary for long-term success in the nfl last april before the draft dan campbell said that i don't really agree with that and i think he was trying to root for his quarterback he had now you know trying to be that leader but it, there was still doubt the, the point is there was still doubt you know if jared Goff could be that long-term answer a quarterback you know fast forward to this year he's got 4400 yards 29 touchdowns and seven interceptions and Goff has turned some heads He's been, he, I would say he's been really good. Um, One of the best seasons of his career, I, I would have to say. Uh, and then, yeah, you look at Ben Johnson. I I think he helped un- unlock golf's resurgence. He also helped lead that explosive unit to a top 10 offense in the NFL. Uh, all in his first year, I see why Colts fans like Ben Johnson. I've, I've seen a lot of Colts nation say that they would, you know, he's at the top two of, of their list. I I might have to agree with that. I mean, he could provide some innovation to our horrific
0: offense. I think it would be a good hire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are right about that. I mean, the biggest, biggest thing that stands out to me out of all that stuff you said was the, the the offense. I mean, third highest yards per game at three hundred and eighty. That's wild. And I mean, it makes me it makes me really want to go back and watch Hard Knocks because I stopped after like episode one or two. But I mean, clearly, I'm, I'm sure he was giving out free knowledge during that. He had to be. Because the Lions, we just saw the drastic change. I know they didn't do them in season, but they, I mean, their their change, their success just skyrocketed throughout the season. Um, and you know what I like about him a lot too, as well, is you know, Jamal Williams, what, he had 17 touchdowns this season. He feeds the man, he lets him eat. That's the kind of stuff we need for for the JTs. You know, we, we get a quarterback in here who can who can drive the ball downfield. Now, I will say that of course Jamal Williams did get a lot of freebies where some games he'll have. 50 yards rushing, but two or three touchdowns just because they was feeding him at the one yard line. Yeah. But the point is, is they were able to get the ball downfield, and that's all I like to see. And you get and you give it to the people who can who can get the job done. You know, you want to reward everybody on the team, obviously. But when you have a powerhouse like JT, I think that Ben Johnson will fit great in that in that scenario if we get the right quarterback around, if we get the right players. Um, but you know, I know you were just talking about nothing is is final until it's complete. Can we talk about for just one second that C.J. Stroud has less than 24 hours to declare if he's going go to go the, to the draft or not? Oh. I mean, we have all put our eggs in the basket <sighs> how much we want to C.J., but he technically has not said that he's going to the draft yet. Yeah, th- this is actually scary for yeah. Colts Nation.
1: I didn't know we were going to get into that yet, but if C.J. Stroud opts to stay at Ohio State, we have to almost trade up because mm-hmm. we are in the fourth spot. I I have to assume the Bears will trade back uh, with someone needing a quarterback, so they're going to take Bryce Young, Will Levis, even Anthony Richardson, right? But my point is, we're at number four. There's three top tier quarterbacks right now. If CJ Stroud stays at Ohio State, we would almost absolutely have to trade up unless we're aiming for a later round quarterback. And that that's if the draft happens today. I you know I I think things will change in the coming months but CJ Stroud staying at Ohio State has Whoa. severe implications on the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. So, we need to keep watch of that. <laughs> that's that that's actually scaring me like <laughs> yeah. I But in college, you know, you can make a lot of money now and NIL and and talk big dividends, man. Yeah, if Pri, if prize the devil and he wants to bring a championship to Ohio State. I could see why he stayed. I mean, even if he got hurt, he's, he's still gonna make money. So it mm-hmm. it's a different world right now. And it's scary for Colts Nation right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say. Um, we can touch on a few other candidates real quick. Sure. Uh just just briefly. Bubba Ventrone, you know, I I thought he'd be a good interim head coach.
0: What what do you think about him, Jamal? Just, um I really think his is just more so a courtesy interview than anything, to be honest with you. Uh we know that he special team coordinator for us. He's done great for special teams for us. I mean, yep. he had he's had Vinatieri. he's he's had he's had Dallas Flowers, he's had Zaire like, Franklin. I mean, he's had these guys on special teams looking great. Um, and I mean, and how can you how can you fault him? He came from arguably he learned from arguably the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, both as a player and a coach. We all know Bill Belichick was a special teams guru. When he first came into the league, so why not learn from him? You know, uh, he's definitely Bubbles. Definitely made a, a huge name for himself both with the Patriots and now with us. And I think that you know his time will come for him eventually. I don't think right now is is his place. I think that he'll have to be just the perfect time, perfect place for him. But um, I, like I said, it's more of a courtesy interview in my personal opinion. But he he he's he's proven himself in the special teams game, and and I and I hope that. You know, no one else wants him more than we want because we need him. You know, we need him to stay with us. Yeah, we keep talking about he's proven himself in
1: special teams game. That's all fine and dandy, but he has not proven himself on the defensive or offensive side. He doesn't really have any experience on that side of the ball as a coach. So I like where he's at now. I think he needs to make some transitional moves to, to garner some more experience. You know, I'm just not very high on him to run the Indianapolis Colts coaching staff right now. So I I agree with you Jamal. That's that that, that that's definitely how I feel a little courtesy interview. Uh zero Evro, defensive coordinator for the Broncos for this year. Uh it's been a secondary coach and passing game coordinator for the Rams when they won the Super Bowl. So he he's been in that Super Bowl winning department. He knows what it's like. The Broncos defense have, has been the shining spot at least for this season, because, you know, their offense, Broncos country, let's ride, hasn't let's been. Ride. <laughs> it's been a rough ride over there. <laughs> so, um, it, it, you know, defensive coordinator
0: with success. I, I like it. What about you? Yeah, I like it, too. There's just one big thing that scares me. I mean, he was offered the interim head coaching spot for the Broncos when Nathaniel Hackett was fired, but he declined it. He wanted Ooh. to stay D.C. Ooh. So I'm curious to know, is that to keep his name clean, or did he just know the team was that bad and he doesn't want to step foot in there? I mean, it's hard. It's hard, uh, Ooh, but yeah. I would like to think that if you know, like you said, such a coveted spot, even if it's an interim job, why not take any opportunity you can get? That no, that kind of right. scares
1: me a little bit. It was it was probably for the last few games. I guess he didn't. Yeah, he probably didn't want to dive into that. I, yeah. I I'm not sure, but that that is a good point to bring up. That's a very good point. Um, Eric enemy. Kansas City's mm. running back coach for about four years, and he became the OC in 2018. And then got Patrick Mahomes. You know, I. So he's been like he's been interviewed a lot around the league. Yeah, um, yeah. Hasn't gotten that position yet.
0: I don't know why. I do. I know, think I know why. Yeah, okay. Let me know. I, I think I know why. I mean, you can't lie about his numbers. Okay, or okay, excuse me. And Kansas City's 18, uh, the 2018 season, Chiefs had number one offense for three years, and they haven't been lower than number six. So, I mean, they, they've they been booming. Um, but a couple of things I, I read about him as to why he, there's a potential reason why he had been higher is his relationship with players. Uh, I was trying to bring that up, too. Yeah, I, yeah, I,
1: I've always seen it, Just yeah, on the sideline. He, he doesn't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, they were arguing during the when I was at the uh, Colts and, and uh, Kansas City game this season. You know, the, obviously the most frustrating game for Kansas City ever when they were arguing on the field about, mm-hmm. you know, what to do. Uh, and, of course, we have to call it, you know, you have, to, you have to take that with a grain of salt because in the heat of the moment, players are going to argue, coaches are going to argue, and, and we know that the coach has a game plan in mind. So it's not so much to banish the player. However, that was a pretty pretty big argument, and that's not the first one where – it, it looks like he kind of took an authoritative role over a grown man you know um but i've read i've read positives about him i've read negatives about the situations we have to remember that everybody's human and in the heat of the moment a player is going to want to do what a player thinks is best even if the coach has something else they want to do um another thing is his troubled past man he's had a troubled past when he was in college as a player as a coach and a little bit when he's gotten to the league i won't go down the full rabbit hole of all of the stuff he's been in trouble for, because it is a pretty decent sized rap sheet. <laughs> um, um, but I think that I do think that that plays a major role in why he hasn't been picked. Because you have to, you know, we know, we know how the league is, where people have, you know, these these scars on their name, the asterisks by their name, they have to stay there. We know that Andy Reid is similar to a Bill Belichick, where. Even though they have scars and and, and asterisks by their name, they're still willing to give them a chance because they, they'd they like to see the right side in someone. Um, there are not many coaches like A. Reed and B. Belichick who will give players and coaches that opportunity, but we know they will. And I think the reason why he won't make it as is the Colts head coach is because the Colts don't want that. Mm. The Colts don't want those people. I, I've said it for weeks and weeks and weeks and months for you guys that – if you have any uh, any asterisks by your name, that's a no-go. But I think that I, I I really don't like that because it's such a double standard because we all know Jim Mercy. We all know Jim Mercy's past. He's had a troubled past. So I just don't think it's right to set someone apart. And I'm not saying anything that uh, Benjamin did in his past is, 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 you know, without going to speak on because that would just be a lie. But I just don't think it's right for a – Jim Irsay to only want goody goody two shoes players when we've seen what he's done in his past. It's it's all on record. You know what I mean? You, 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 you can't ignore that. You can't awesome. ignore that. <laughs> of Ooh. course, we have the whole kick the stigma campaign and all this other stuff. That's fine. But we've seen the we've seen the mugshots. We've read the reports. You know, like this stuff is important to know. <laughs> so so I just think that you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be two faced oh. with that kind of stuff you just really can't
1: <laughs> I have seen the mugshots yeah exactly <laughs> um, yeah I so just from an offensive you know game plan standpoint you know Kansas City ain't ain't nothing to play with I mean they they doing snow globe plays against the Raiders dancing around them right before and scoring a touchdown Why is this disrespectful, (laughs) right? So, (laughs) yo, I it seemed like the players uh they were playing around during practice with that, and Andy Reid actually liked it and implemented it in the game. That is like I, I would not be a Raiders fan after that, but anyway, just bringing an offensive minded uh coordinator like that on, I yeah, I do have some reservations about him being able to lead if, he, if he's having trouble with just players in general like you don't like to see that like last time I, I saw that with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray they're chirping on the sideline now Cliff Kingsbury ain't got a job so James it's in Thailand yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it's just not a good look it you know the precedent for it is it, you're not successful like, you don't see people Barking at, barking at Andy Reid. You don't see people barking at Bill Belichick. Like there's a, there's a respect there. So, anyway, all right. I think we covered most of the candidates, if not all that that we've interviewed. Uh, interviewed. Uh, you know, it's. I think our latest coaching hire was probably mid February. So we're we're about a month away to see who, who got next up. I, I didn't want to talk about Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton because I, I think Sean Payton is a long shot right now. I think Jim Harbaugh doesn't need an interview to get brought on. That's what I think, but I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not well-versed in that. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I don't want to rank any of these people right now, but I do want to say like I, I don't want Jeff, Satter, uh, Jeff Saturday back, and I explained <laughs> earlier why. I stand by that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, I, I,
0: experience. Yeah. I agree. I want experience too. I, I really do. Um, it's, it's just, it's just that time. It's just that time. If we're going to go through all this work of clearing house, doing all those big moves, then you, you need to, we need to do it the right way. It's, it's no more, we don't have time to keep putting cheap parts on an expensive appliance. Like let's, let's get to them. Let's get to money. Mm. I like that analogy. Well, that's going to be it for us, everyone.
1: Thank you for listening to the Colts cast today. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next week to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care.
0: Take care.